Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, be at JiggyJagwire.com. On-demand podcasts on iHeartRadio and TalkShoe. 50 plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. We've got more coming up here in just a few moments. Great new segment coming up. Before we get to that, let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Trade the Media Worldwide. It is a great new GoFundMe campaign. That's right. We need you to go over to Kickstarter.com. Black Lives Matter at Kickstarter. Frosty Fruits Brewing, single barrel beers, a work of passion. Frosty Fruits Brewing will offer anything but run-of-the-mill beers. Oh, that's right. For a long time now, we've dreamed about opening our own brewing company. We've spent years researching the brewing process and talking with other beer enthusiasts about what they want most from a new brewing company. After all this time and soft development, we're finally ready to move forward. We need you to give them some of your hard-earned money so they can embrace the passion for brewing wholeheartedly and launch a brewing company of their own. This is the culmination of years of planning and education. Frosty Fruits Brewing. Go over to www.kickstarter.com. Frosty Fruits Brewing Single Barrel Beers. Check it out today. They are absolutely amazing. And tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Give them some of your hard-earned money today. Back live here on iHeartRadio. Also AMFM247.com. 50-plus AMFM stations across the country and around the world. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big program. And uh, go ahead and give us a brief introduction on yourself, my friend. Tell us a bit about yourself. Hey, my name is... Cliff Schrag. Uh, I'm the author of Silas Dillon of Cary County and some other works, and I'm happy to um, just answer some questions about uh, foster care system, orphans, uh, a little bit about my life, a little bit about a make, making of this book, and um, here we go. Well, uh, how, did, how did you uh, come up with the idea for this book? Tell me all about it. Well, um, my wife and I are parents of eight. They range from age 38 to 18 now. They're adults. Two of them biological, first two, and then we adopted six. Four of those adopted are foreign, and two are domestic from New York City. Um, They were in a program called Foster to Adopt with the intention of adopting. And we ran into a couple of glitches with one of those children, uh, a mother who um, was remiss and negligent. That's why um, she was put in the system. Resurfaced and aimed to profess that she had herself together after our child was in our house for three years. And we knew it was uh, a dangerous situation. So we went to court. And um, we won, and we got acquainted with a lot of people 
who had kids in the system, in the foster-to-adopt system, and somehow a lot of the parents who um, were negligent or even abusive seemed to become clients in the system rather than the kids. And the kids, uh, some of these kids went, you know, from foster home back to home, back to foster to home, and uh, it turned out that um, this process hurt the kids. So what's what's in the best interest of kids is not always the case. So I got an idea to write this book, which is a composite of a a lot of people's cases. And um, there you have it. So tell us a little bit about the writing process, the research process, putting this book together, bringing it to life, all those things. Well, the writing process, um, it's written in a first-person point of view from the main character, Silas, the child in the system's point of view. It's a frame story. I built it with a prologue and an epilogue um, of Silas as an adult, well and uh, adjusted and um, in ministry, looking back. So I wanted to get rid of any suspense on whether this kid is going to make it or not. So uh, the interest for the reader would be how he's going to make it. And um, so I start from his earliest um, experiences right up into adolescence when he, well, I guess I could give a little bit of the ending away, when he finally gets adopted uh, at a stage where it's very hard to get adopted when you've been in the system a long time and have been damaged, and you're almost aging out. Um, Yeah, so uh, that's how it's written. And uh, the research is basically uh, what I gathered through the experience, going through court, going through the process of adopting, uh, especially the one from the New York City system. Uh, Cary County is a fictional place, but uh, the prototype is... uh, Staten Island. People who know Staten Island would probably figure that out as they read. Um, So, yeah, that's that. And my hope is that people would just see, um, first, a basic need for real serious parents to get involved with kids and not, you know, be as uh, careless to let them go and and to fight for them because um, kids are vulnerable and kids in the system are vulnerable. And sadly, still, um, not all foster parents have the best intentions. Fantastic. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here in our big broadcast, Coast to Coast and Border to Border on iHeartRadio, also AMFM, 247.com, tune in, iTunes, Radio Loyalty. And uh, this book, incredibly well written. You've put a lot of time and effort into this. Tell me about some of the different reviews and things you've got on the book so far. Well, I've got nothing but um, good reviews. Um, A couple of critiques on pacing, and um, but most of the reviews um, seem to have sprung from tears. Um, My objective was that there would be a lot of feeling um, for the character, uh, an intimacy with the reader and this fictional character. Again, this fictional character is a composite character of many 
that we've met, including our own. And, um, yeah, that's that. So, um, you know, the goal was achieved. I, I wanted people to, um, you know, feel and, and to finish it with some tears. We have got a, a great guest with us today. He uh, joins us live here on the telephone, talking a little bit about his latest book. So uh, how do people find you online, social media, websites, all these things, my friend? Well, I have a webpage. Um, it's Cliff Schrag, S-C-H-R-A-G-E dot com. Uh, there's a bit of a bio there. There's uh, uh, a bit about this book and two of my other works, one I'm working on. And um, that's a means to access a copy through Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Or uh, one can go right through to the uh, publisher, Morgan James Publishing, um, which is in uh, New York and Melbourne, Australia, and Vancouver, Canada. Fantastic. We have got a, a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big program, Coast to Coast, Boulder to Boulder on iHeartRadio and also AMFM247.com. And uh, so what do you want readers to take away from your writing of this book? Um, yeah, again, I, I would hope that they take uh, a serious interest in, you know, the need for orphans, and the need of uh, abandoned kids, even right here in America, there are hundreds of thousands of kids in foster care because parents have uh, given up the task. Uh, and then, you know, even in the world, there are now 144 million. Um, not all doors are open for foreign adoption, but there is this. And, you know, need for some kind of attention for uh, the abandoned and the orphans. Some of them in third world countries literally live and then die in the streets. Um, some are in similar foster care systems. Some are in orphanages. Um, but there's a growing number of the most vulnerable young kids that are uh, just loose, and it's uh, it's a sad story. So how do you, how do you think folks get into this system and then just? Okay, well, once again, we have been interrupted. <laughs> so we are going to go to our guest. He is going to join us here on the old uh, the old skip sky. And we are going to see if we can get uh, Tomas Diaz with us today. Uh, contactless communications as the new normal. He's the CEO of Flex Advantage and small business expert. He's with us today here through the magic of Skype. And uh, Tomas, tell us a little bit about what you do, my friend. I am the CEO of Flex Engage, not Flex Advantage, Flex Engage. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and uh, we help uh, retailers provide more engaging and uh, contactless communications so that they can provide a, a safe and uh, more engaging communication to the end consumer. Fantastic. So uh, there is a lot going on with uh, this this contactless communication, with uh, COVID-19 and all these different things going on in the world. Give me a little bit more details on this. 
Yes, sir. So I would say there's two areas for you, Jiggy. Uh, the first one is contactless uh, or curbside pickup, right? Um, I'm sure you and your listeners probably have heard of that now you could buy something online and show up to a retailer's parking lot and they'll come bring it out right to your door uh, of your car. You don't even have to get out of your car. Right? Yes, indeed. That's, yes, yeah, indeed. It's called, uh, yep, curbside pickup. Um, so what our company does is uh, most of the time, if, if you guys are familiar with this, uh, a, you, you get to a retailer's parking lot and you actually have to call that retailer to say, hey, this is Jiggy and I'm here for my Hawaiian t-shirt. Yes, um, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I need to go pick it up. And so the retailer will come out and give it to you. Um, we're helping automate that process. So instead of you having to be out the parking lot and call the store, you can, um, you know, press uh, by texting that retailer that you're here or pushing a, a button on the app. Uh, so it's much more automated instead of calling. And the last thing we do is also providing uh, more targeted digital receipts. So instead of walking into the store and getting that long paper receipt like you do when you go to CVS, yes. you get a more uh, an electronic receipt. Uh, for your purchase. Those are the two technologies that my company is uh, providing for the industry. Fantastic. So uh, how did all this come about for you? Well, first is actually, it's interesting, on the digital receipt, I was, I did go into a CVS about 10 years ago, <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I bought a, a Snickers bar and a Gatorade, and I got a receipt longer than me. I don't know if you've seen, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen those receipts. Yes, like, yes. Either, geez, it's, it's a, we're in the year 2000s. We're still killing the rainforest with all these receipts. Yes. Uh, and so that allowed my company to really think about providing digital receipts for retailers. But beyond that, providing digital receipts only, it was about providing receipts with a purpose. So these digital receipts that could have targeted ads or coupons or offers that help the retailer better engage the customer. Um, and now with COVID, you know, as people are looking for more contactless technologies, the interest in contactless receipts or digital receipts have just risen. Um, and, yes. and then on the, and on the curbside piece, I mean, the pandemic just really accelerated this technology for us. We've been thinking about it for a long time. Uh, and when we saw retailers really to advance on doing curbside pickup, we, need, we knew we had to step in and help the retailers better automate this process because it was really inefficient on how it was in, in initially rolled out. Yes, yes. We have got a, a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast via the magic of Skype. And uh, uh, just an amazing, amazing uh, deal here where, where you're talking a little bit about uh, the contact communications and everything going on. So will these new technologies be the main for force of safety during something like a pandemic? I don't think they will be the main force of safety, but I would think that will be um, a an, a stool of the safety or a, a leg of the safety stool, if I were to say that correctly. Um, you know, there's other aspects of, you know, um, the face mask. There's the, the, the shields that, you know, people are putting in between themselves and, and the cashiers, the social distancing. You know, all of those social practices are going to help. However, um, I was on a webinar uh, earlier this morning where, you know, really people are looking for contactless and you know being able to walk into a store and not have to touch something that has been touched on lots of different times you know uh, something we don't do but we see taking people uh, at taking off is contactless payments i don't know how many of your listeners are paying with their phones nowadays we yeah. see that really increase quite a bit during the pandemic so while i don't think it's going to be the the thing that's at the forefront we do believe that contactless uh, technologies are going to be uh, one of the areas that really are helping uh, 
consumers feel safe when they go shopping. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast. Uh, so how do we how do we get a hold of you online? How, how do we find your company, everything else? It's really easy. If you uh, if a customer or a retailer wants to provide automated curbside communications or if they want to provide more personalized target digital receipts, all they yep. have to do, Jake, it's very simple. All they have to do is go to hello, like hello, like I'm waving my hand, <laughs> at Flex. Yeah, so it's flexengage.com. Flex like flexible, engage like engagement.com. Hello at flexengage.com. Fantastic. So is the changeover to contactless process complicated here, my friend? No, not at all. Um, we work with uh, many retailers in their point of sale systems. And, you know, for them, for the end retailer to adopt this technology, it takes under two weeks to do. It's very simple, very straightforward. Yeah. And for a, con- a, for a consumer, many times it's just opting into the program so you know yes. when you go to check out you when you go to check out next time jiggy and you get asked do you want that seven foot long receipt or would you like a digital receipt you better say the digital receipt jiggy <laughs> <'Cause> otherwise, <laughs> otherwise your listeners are going to be disappointed i'm going to tell you fantastic um, but then if you're and if you're buying online if you feel like it you know just uh you know you can uh, select to get the option uh at a curbside that's just an option you can select so from an end consumer perspective it's more convenient it's very easy to adopt we have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here in a broadcast. So what are the pros to this uh, contactless communication? So, um, you know, first off, for, from an end consumer perspective, um, you know, it's it's safer. You know, it's more hygiene. You don't have to touch anything. You don't have to, you know, worry about, hey, did I touch this pin pad or who touched this receipt? Or, you know, you don't have to worry about any of that. So it is safer. Uh, it's more convenient uh, for the end consumer because, again, they don't have to get that seven-foot-long receipt or, hey, I lost my receipt. I don't know where it is. It's it's electronic. It's in their inbox. Uh, and then lastly, you're going to get some really great deals uh, as an end consumer because, you know, now uh, in that digital receipt on those curbside communications, a, a, custom, a retailer can put in uh, much more better, uh, ads for you. So from a consumer perspective, those are the benefits. From a retail perspective, they get to, you know, like we're just talking about here, they get to offer their end consumers more convenience. They get to save money by going and eliminating paper. They get to automate those experiences. So we're, we're, drive, we're helping them drive efficiencies. So all of this is a win-win-win for the consumer and for the retailer. Fantastic. Well, before we let you go, tell us the website where people can get more information on what you're up to, my friend. Yep. Our website is very simple, flexengage.com. Flex like flexible. Engage like engagement.com, flexengage.com, and you can reach me at hello at flexengage.com. Fantastic. Well, Tomas, I appreciate you uh, making time for us today. Thanks for doing Skype with us, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. Go, Jiggy. Woo! Appreciate it. There he goes. <laughs> and uh, he's fired up today. And uh, I'm glad. We need to have somebody fired up here today. So we're going to take a time out. Uh, actually, we're going to go back to our previous interview, finish that up, then we'll take our time Never out. get out. Well, again, um, when parents are, you know, I'll, I'll just use a, just a handy word now, deadbeat parents are become the clients in a system, and there's a little too much favor to try to reunite a family when one try after another keeps failing and a child moves from a one foster home back home then to another foster home and the process lasts 
sometimes for years, kids grow up with attachment problems. And when it's finally discovered that uh, the parent is not going to whatever, drugs or other uh, bad vices that keep them from the seriousness of parenting, kids can age out. It turns out that uh, as of a couple of years ago, the statistic proved that uh, 30% of homeless adults had been foster kids who aged out. And they get aged out, they, they're they given a check at 18, and there's this uh, guise of, way. hey, these kids are fixed, and they get turned loose, and they never really mm. attach with other human beings. That is a... Uh Sad situation. We have got a, a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast, Coast to Coast and Border to Border on iHeartRadio and also AMFM247.com. So um, what, 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 have, what has been some of the reviews you've gotten from folks that have picked the book up, that uh, are, are, you know, seeing the book, all these things? Um, again, they're, they're positive, yes. and they're, they move people, and there's an inquiry on, you know, what uh, can be done. Um, you know, I urge readers to, to get a copy, to ask your library to, to purchase a copy, um, to make it available. Um, my main purpose uh, is to draw attention to the needs of orphans. My wife and I... Um, got into this um, in our 20s, and here we are, 62, with one still home, huh. an 18-year-old. We made our life, um, you know, to make a difference with as many as we we could. And awesome. we just look around and see so many others who are able to help the most vulnerable. And, uh, again, people who read the book uh, are moved toward uh, that whole purpose that seems to have gotten lost in our culture especially this year so that's uh that's that uh yeah read the book silas dillon of Cary county now uh this book incredibly well written you've put a lot of time and effort into this book um what is your uh what was your writing style in bringing this book to life well uh again through the first person narrative I, I wanted Silas to have strong voice. I wanted the narration to have strong voice, not just the dialogue, which the novel is uh, replete with. Um, so I wanted that intimacy in, you know, the, the reader to feel like uh, he was acquainted with the character. Um, that was one of my objectives. I didn't want it to just be uh, a flat character. I didn't want it to be any kind of a, a report with statistics. I wanted to, to, to read it to be brought into his experiences in six uh, foster homes and two times with his uh, remiss mother and, you know, the almost missed it story of an adolescent who wanted to give up uh, by suicide and uh, just by caving into all the pressures that were negative around him. Silas, through his uh, years in school, seemed to have used 
school and learning as a, an escape that worked for his benefit. Um, so, again, it's a happy ending story. And there are happy endings, but there are a lot of sad endings. Excellent, excellent. Well, uh, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on our big program and uh, being with us. Thanks for doing this, my friend. Re- really appreciated the interview. James, thank you for the opportunity, too. God bless you. Definitely. Have yourself a wonderful day. Thank you, man. Incredible new marketing partner with us today, Transmedia Worldwide. We have a tremendous new marketing partner with us today here on our big program. Check them out today. They need some of your hard-earned money. Over there on Kickstarter, go over to K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Mom of Baker Daughter wants to make her dream come true, and we want to help her out today. Help the daughter's dream come true over there at Kickstarter.com. K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Food trucks. Food trucks are big right now. We want to help the daughter come true with the cookie truck. The daughter's dream is to own a cookie truck. She loves to bake delicious cookies. And we need your help over there. They don't have a lot of time left. Go over and help them reach their $40,000 goal at kickstarter.com. K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Search, help my daughter's dream come true with a cookie truck. And tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Incredible new marketing partner with us today, Transmedia Worldwide, dtop1.com. It's an online store for all your needs. Don't hesitate. Give at least a look at dtop1.com. That's D-T-O-P, the number one, dot C-O-M. And tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. That's dtop1.com. And for the people in the cheap seats in the back, dtop1.com. It's a new year here at the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar Show, and we are ramping up for a tremendous, tremendous 2014. An incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide, an incredible new fundraising campaign. We need you to go over and give some of your hard-earned money to GoFundMe.com slash F slash Food dash Pirates dash Tech. We need your hard-earned money cowboys to support hard-working restaurant owners. We will back them with nice food delivery software and web promotion. We empower local entrepreneurship all around the globe and help you favorite burger joint or pizza place to be a less dependent on food delivery platforms. Get more information at www.food-pirates.tech. That's right, www.food-pirates.tech, all the way from Berlin, Germany. Check them out today and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Go give them some of your hard-earned money today. What is an American? What does an American look like? If I were born in England, I'd be English. If I were born in France, I'd be French. Yet in my own country, I'm a hyphenated American. I am categorized by my ethnicity before my nationality. If you were to Google all American beauty, it does not represent me. Yet I am a hybrid representative of everything that America is supposed to stand for. When I check a box, I do not want to represent myself as other.
America is the only country that hyphenates their citizens by ethnicity before nationality. To learn more about how you can be part of the movement Don't Check the Box, please visit our website at hyphenednation.com. That's H-Y-P-H-E-N-E-D hyphen symbol N-A-T-I-O-N dot com to learn more about what you can do to help end a hyphenated America. Remember, you define you. Welcome back to our big broadcast. We are live. Coast to coast, border to border from the KJG Radio Studios in downtown Hutchinson, Kansas. We are 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 24-7 at JiggyJaguar.com on the TuneIn apps on Radio Loyalty. Live Twitch video on our supersonic website, J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-Y-R.com. We have got a fabulous new marketing partner coming up right now here at Transmedia Worldwide. It's a great new Indiegogo campaign, alternative treatment for victims of Big Pharma. They need your help. Lisa Bergstrom is with us today. She's standing up for people in society that have been left out. Using a science-based program that works, go over to Indiegogo.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Check it out. It is Alternative Treatment for Victims of Big Pharma. Go over to I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Type in Alternative Treatment for Victims of Big Pharma. You want to help her out today. Give her some of your hard-earned money today and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Give them some of your cash right now. We've got more coming up. Listeners ask us all the time, how can we support the operation? Head over to our website at www.jiggyjaguar.com. That's right, jiggyjaguar.com. Click on the Amazon banner on our page. It will take you to Amazon. You will still see all the great prices, all the great selection, all the great convenience. But when you shop Amazon, we get a little bit of a credit from Amazon, and it helps us keep the operation going here. Recently, we had best-selling author National National Award winner Dan Perkinson, and he was talking about Amazon. I listened to your promotion for Amazon.com. You can buy my, you can buy book one and book two, which just came out. Look so at that! I encourage your listeners to go there and and support your operation. You don't need to buy anything you don't want or need. You just do what you do on Amazon. Buy everything that you usually buy there, but do it through our link at com. We get a small percentage, as I mentioned earlier, and it helps really fund our operation. Thanks to our friends at Amazon.com, and thanks for you for supporting us, the great listeners of the world-famous Chiggy Chegwire radio broadcast. Treatments in the hospital. Fantastic. We have got a tremendous guest with us today. She joins us live here in a broadcast. Debita Kidney Care is the uh, topic today. And uh, what should people do to prepare for a hurricane? Take me through those steps. Absolutely. Well, there's a, a few things our patients should do. Um, first of all, they should have emergency kits ready to go. And th- that would include things like at least three days of food and water, um, two weeks' worth of their prescription medications, and uh, paperwork that they receive at their dialysis centers um, from their nurses and care team that outlines information that's specific to their dialysis treatments. 
And of course, um, with additional complications now with COVID-19 in addition to hurricane season, our patients should also include several masks and hand sanitizer. We have got a tremendous guest with us today. Uh, just a great topic today, COVID-19 and hurricanes. They, they seem to be in the news. And uh, we have got a tremendous guest with us today talking about both. Now, um, what kind of challenges does COVID-19 present to patients living in areas affected by hurricanes? Sure. Well, top of mind for me is um, the potential need for patients to evacuate. So for our patients, we encourage them to stay at home if they can. If they cannot, uh, a second choice would be for them to stay with loved ones or friends or family um, so they can stay safe. But then if our patients do end up having to evacuate and they have to stay in a public area, um, it is just so important that they wear masks, they clean their hands often, and they maintain that six feet of social distance from others, our, our patients um, are at, at even increased risk um, for the transmission of, of the virus. And so we have to really be diligent in keeping them safe from the hurricane and COVID-19 at the same time if they're evacuated. We have got a great guest with us today and uh, some tremendous information here on our big program. Uh, for more information on emergency preparedness, you can go to davita.com slash emergency preparedness. That's D-A-V-I-T-A dot com slash emergency preparedness. And uh, how can the public help keep at risk people like those on dialysis safer? Well, the main thing that the public can do to help keep our patients safe is to practice the CDC guidelines for staying safe during COVID-19. So again, that would include things like masking, maintaining social distancing, um, cleaning hands frequently. Um, you can't recognize when somebody has, has, a, has kidney disease. And so practicing those things all the time will help keep our patients safe. Now, uh, detail some of the different things you have on the website. Sure. So on our website, we have different resources for emergency planning, um, some of the things that I just described to you right now. But then also, our patients have unique um, dietary restrictions. And so we have more specific information on kidney-friendly food um, that they should have on hand. And, and we go into a little bit more detail than what I've done with you today um, regarding uh, the specifics of, of this planning. Can kidney dialysis patients receive continued care during the uh, during like an evacuation? They can. So we do a number of things in our centers to prepare, such as altering schedules to make sure that patients will receive dialysis treatment when a, a hurricane um, is reaching land, and then also we have an eight hundred number that any. Any patient who has um, kidney uh, disease can call if they, if they find themselves um, in a situation where they need guidance regarding how to find a location or where to receive dialysis. And um, I'd love to share that number with you real yes, quick. Yes, go ahead. Okay. Give, us, give us the details here. All right. That number is 
1-800-400-8331. We'll say it one more time. It's 1-800-400-8331. And um, there's somebody there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, to provide um, guidance and direction for anyone who, um, who needs that. Fantastic. Now, um, the phone number and the website... Uh, anything else you, you want to mention here today? Because uh, you, you've got a lot of great information here. Yeah, these are so these are kind of um, bigger, higher level things. The the eight hundred number, the website, but always patients should speak to their direct care team. So in all of our facilities, supporting all of our our patients at home. Um, we have nurses, dietitians, social workers, patient care technicians. We work with physicians who are all there to provide support and help be prepared. So our patients should not should not miss the opportunity to engage with their direct caregivers as well to make sure that their individualized plans are what's right for them. That is phenomenal. You have been a uh, just a great fountain of information today. Thanks for doing this. And uh, thanks for coming on the program. I really appreciate it. You guys have uh, given us a lot of info. Uh, the website is davita.com. That's D-A-V-I-T-A.com slash emergency preparedness. And uh, before we go, give me that phone number one more time, my friend. You bet. one 800 400 well, thank you. This has been an honor and a privilege, and thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it, Ms. Hale. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you, my friend. Well, ha- have yourself a wonderful day. Incredible new marketing partner with us today, Transmedia Worldwide. We have a tremendous new marketing partner with us today here on our big program. Check them out today. They need some of your hard-earned money. Over there on Kickstarter. Go over to K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Mom of Baker Daughter wants to make her dream come true, and we want to help her out today. Help the daughter's dream come true over there at Kickstarter.com. K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Food trucks. Food trucks are big right now. We want to help the daughter come true with the cookie truck. The daughter's dream is to own a cookie truck. She loves to bake delicious cookies, and we need your help over there. They don't have a lot of time left. Go over and help them reach their $40,000 goal at kickstarter.com. K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Search, help my daughter's dream come true with a cookie truck, and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Incredible new marketing partner with us today, Transmedia Worldwide, dtop1.com. It's an online store for all your needs. Don't hesitate. Give at least a look at dtop1.com. That's D-T-O-P, the number one, dot C-O-M. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. That's dtop1.com. And for the people in the cheap seats in the back, dtop1.com. kjagradio.com. KJagradio.com KJagradio.com 
KJagRadio.com. You got the power. I got the steam. KJagRadio.com. An incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. An incredible new fundraising campaign. We need you to go over and give some of your hard-earned money to GoFundMe.com slash F slash Food dash Pirates dash Tech. We need your hard-earned money cowboys to support hard-working restaurant owners. We will back them with nice food delivery software and web promotion. We empower local entrepreneurship all around the globe and help you favorite burger joint or pizza place to be a less dependent on food delivery platforms. Get more information at www.food-pirates.tech. That's right, www.food-pirates.tech, all the way from Berlin, Germany. Check them out today and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Go give them some of your hard-earned money today. What is an American? What does an American look like? If I were born in England, I'd be English. If I were born in France, I'd be French. Yet in my own country, I'm a hyphenated American. I am categorized by my ethnicity before my nationality. If you were to Google All-American Beauty, it does not represent me. Yet I am a hybrid representative of everything that America is supposed to stand for. When I check a box, I do not want to represent myself as other. America is the only country that hyphenates their citizens by ethnicity before nationality. To learn more about how you can be part of the movement Don't Check the Box, please visit our website at hyphenednation.com. That's H-Y-P-H-E-N-E-D hyphen symbol N-A-T-I-O-N dot com to learn more about what you can do to help end a hyphenated America. Remember, you define you. Welcome back to the world-famous Chiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast. Thanks for tuning in to the big broadcast. From wherever you're tuning in to us, from the KJAG Radio Studios in downtown Hutchinson, Kansas, we are live Monday through Friday at 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, and 1 PM Mountain Standard. And, of course, 24-7 at JiggyJaguar.com. On the TuneIn apps, Radio Loyalty. Also, our podcast is available on demand with iHeartRadio. Live Twitch video on our supersonic website. Add us as a friend on Twitch. Give us a five-star review over at TalkShoe.com, and selected editions will be available on AMFM247.com. 50-plus AMFM stations in the big network and live video available on Twitch TV, Periscope, Facebook Live, and Chatterbay. You can follow us at Facebook.com slash Jaguar. Find our daily videos uploaded at YouTube.com slash J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R. Wherever you're tuning in to us, thank you, iHeartRadio, 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. Thanks for tuning in and being part of the big program. We've got a great guest and a great segment coming up here in just a few moments. But the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast is brought to you by our fabulous, fabulous friends over there at CoffeeSoundsGood.org. That's right coffee sounds good 
Check it out today at coffeesoundsgood.org. Because coffee does sound good right now. Go over to C-O-F-F-E-E-S-O-U-N-D-S-G-O-O-D dot O-R-G. It's coffee at your doorstep. You need to go over there right now. It's coffeesoundsgood.org. Coffee, t-shirts, and apparel. Everything one-stop shop over there at coffeesoundsgood.org. Coffee sounds good. It is going viral, and we want you to be a part of it. Over there at coffeesoundsgood.org. Shop now. The latest trends, accessories, appliances, everything you could possibly find is over there at coffeesoundsgood.org. Shop now for the latest trends, accessories, and appliances. You can do everything you need to do at coffeesoundsgood.org. Buy your gift now and receive absolutely free shipping. Check it out today. C-O-F-F-E-E-S-O-U-N-D-S-G-O-O-D dot O-R-G. That's coffeesoundsgood.org. We have got a great guest with us today. Larry joins us here in our broadcast. So let's talk about your latest book. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. Well, um, it's called Optimal Money Flow. And there's a website, uh, optimal-money-flow.website. So optimal is O-P-T-I-M-A-L-money-flow.website. Anyway, the book is about how money flows through an economy and how the flow of money has changed uh, somewhat dramatically over the years. Uh, right after World War II, there was a really strong demand. We had our tr- troops, our GIs coming back from overseas. They were starting the young families. That's when the baby boomers were actually babies. <laughs> and uh, they, they needed uh, housing. They needed uh, furniture. They needed appliances. They needed bicycles and cars and trucks. And then General Eisenhower during World War II, as, as General Eisenhower entered Germany during World War II, he saw this autobahn, this highway that linked West and East Germany so they could move troops back and forth, and he decided that we should have that too. So the Eisenhower Internet, internet uh, or you know, I shouldn't say Internet, Eisen, the Eisenhower uh, Expressway, Interstate Expressway was created at that time. So the, the economy was one in which there was a tremendous demand for goods and services. There was a tremendous demand for labor. Wages were rising. 35% of the labor force was you know, unionized, and uh, supply was very weak. So Germany was devastated. Japan was, was flattened, and there wasn't any global supply chain. So that's an entirely different situation than the one we face today, which is where demand is weak, but supply, you know, when... When the communist countries um, were, were uh, eliminated, they freed up a labor force, a worldwide labor force, that drove down wages and, and provided goods and services at low, very low prices, but has really changed the very nature of the money flow. And so we need to address this uh, by changing the policies that we have 
to, to recognize how, how changed the money flow has become. Fantastic. We have got Larry with us today. He joins us live here in the broadcast talking about his latest book. So what's been some of the reviews and some of the feedback you've gotten on the book so far, Larry? Well, uh, it's very interesting because uh, this is a little bit of a, uh, shaking up the old order because uh, the money was designed, the way the Federal Reserve was set up in 1913 was to work through the financial markets. And so when the economy starts to slow down and needs a little stimulus, the idea was to inject money into the financial markets uh, by buying the Treasury, the, the Security, uh, excuse me, the Federal Reserve would go into the uh, financial markets and buy Treasury securities, and, and that way that it releases money into the financial markets. And the idea was that after World War II, where supply was very limited, that this money would be available to build new factories, which it did. It worked great. The supply-side approach worked great right after World War II. But now we're in the opposite situation. When the money goes to Wall Street, it just bids up stock prices and bond prices and drives down interest rates and doesn't really stimulate the, you know, if, if any companies that take the money to build a factory, they end up building it overseas. They build a factory overseas, not here. So we have plenty of supply. The supply is overwhelming. It's the demand that's really weak, and the money's not going to the people. Just sending the money into the financial markets doesn't, doesn't trickle down to the people. So my book proposes creating these My America bank accounts for every American where when, when the economy started to slow, the Fed could inject money into these accounts, and that way the government wouldn't be deciding how to spend money. The individuals could decide how to spend the money, and you have much tighter control over the economy. So if inflation threatened, you could raise the interest rates in these accounts and, draw, and that would encourage money to withdraw from the economy and, and avoid the inflation. Fantastic. So how, how did you arrive at this idea? Well, it's a good question. I learned uh, that some European countries, they used to have bank accounts at every post office, that, that people could have uh, put money into the post office like a bank and withdraw money from the post office, you know, just like a bank. And so I thought, wow, that's interesting. I'd never thought of that before. Um, so, you know, I just kind of stumbled onto this uh, idea that you could inject money directly to consumers who have a much higher propensity to spend than the Wall Street bankers. Because, you know, Wall Street bankers, you, know, you can only drive one car at a time. That's true that Jay Leno has 26 cars, but, you know, not everybody wants 26 cars. And so bankers don't really spend the money on goods and services. Maybe they'll buy some exclusive properties or bid up the price of paintings, but mainly to the stock market. Whereas if you give the money to the average person, they have plenty of needs. They need to replace that old rusty truck. They, they need maybe more clothes for the kids and, you know, they, as they're growing older. Uh, there's lots of things they need. They need to pay off some of their debts. So getting money into the hands of the people is much more effective when you want to stimulate the economy. And likewise, if you offer high interest rate on the accounts, you can get people to withdraw money, to put money into the accounts, to reduce the amount of money in the, in the economy. So that's basically the way the, the system is to work. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here in a broadcast, coast-to-coast, border-to-border on iHeartRadio and also AMFM247.com, Rock Music Hub as well. We have got a great guest with us today. So... Uh, Larry, this book, incredibly well-written. Tell me a little bit about the writing process for this incredible book. Well, that's a very good question. 
Um, I have to bounce ideas off of colleagues and get uh, feedback. You know, I, I sometimes get off on the wrong track or I uh, haven't thought through an idea very well, and they uh, are very quick to straighten me out. My, my wife uh, was a, um, a, a newspaper editor, so she used to be the uh, city editor of the Ypsilanti Press in Ypsilanti, Michigan, and then she was city editor at the Niles Daily Star in Michigan, and she eventually it was the city editor at uh, the South Bend Tribune in, in, where, near Notre Dame where I was teaching. And, you know, I used to tell my friends, the city editor is the one that wears the visor, smokes the cigar, and swears at the reporters. <laughs> well, she didn't exactly do that, but she was very good at, at correcting my copy and straightening me out when I got on the wrong track. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live. Larry is with us here on our program. And uh, this this book, uh, well put together, uh, you, you've got a lot of good things going on in this book. What's been some of the feedback you've gotten on the book so far? Because I'm sure there's a, a lot of folks that have given you some criticism and some praise. Yeah, there's one concern, which, which is a real you know, concern, which is about our federal debt. So there's many people out there that are really, really concerned about the federal debt. And, and they have good reason uh, to be up to a point. Now, if we had this sort of federal debt, uh, in the period after World War II, especially as we got into the 1970s, this would be extremely serious because there was an inflationary situation, and it got to the point where the demand was so strong and the supply wasn't very strong. So the f- supply was weak, but demand was strong. And so in the 1970s, we started experiencing inflation to 8, 9, 10%. You know, we don't want to end up like Venezuela with, with humongous inflation. And so at that time, uh, federal deficit spending would have been very right now what's the reason that they have this deficit spending the federal deficit spending is because the middle class or actually the people american people are unable to buy back the value of the goods and services that they're producing that the, so much money is going to wall street both you know there's all of these tax loopholes all of this stuff that's been rigged and you know, it's like Internal Revenue Code 469. You know, it's all Internal Revenue Code 482. I can go over one after the other that shows how the money was uh, manipulated to how the rules of the game were set so that the money would just go to the wealthiest people, the, the special interests, and that everyone else was, was less short. But when they, when they can't buy back the value of the goods and services you're producing, the federal government has to step in with this, this terrible deficit spending uh, and, and make up the difference. And until we get our, our economy straightened out, until we get new Federal Reserve accounts like these, these My America Prosperity accounts for every citizen where we can inject money directly instead of giving it to Wall Street, we're going to be stuck with having to have the federal uh, deficit spending just to make up the difference so our economy doesn't sink into a, a deep recession. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here in the broadcast. So um, this book, uh, you've put a lot of time and effort into this. What do you want readers to take away from your writing? Well, I want them to have a better understanding of the role of government. There's times when government just gets too involved in over-regulating, and especially when those regulations are... Uh, manipulated by the special interests to promote their own uh, interests and not the interests of the American people. But there's other times when regulations are absolutely needed to avoid these, these financial 
uh, shenanigans that, that uh, trash our economy or, or create excessive pollution. You know, there's some countries uh, where in, in India, there's cities in India and in China where breathing is hard because the pollution is so bad. So it, there's a lot, there's some things that need to be regulated and other things that, that don't need to be re- regulated and some that, that need some regulations but not too much. So, you know, the parts can be too hot or the parts can be too, too cold, but you need the parts to be just right. So I, I think it's wrong to be a totally anti-regulation, but it's also totally wrong to want to regulate everything that moves, as Ronald Reagan says. <laughs> so we need to have a good judgment in, in what, to, what to regulate and how much to regulate it. We have got a great guest with us today. Larry, before we let you go, how do people find you online, get your book, everything else? Tell us all about it. Okay, well, as I said before, the key uh, to finding the book is optimal-money-flow.website. And if you uh, buy the book through that website on the Buy Now, then all of the money uh, is $24.95, all of it goes to student scholarships. So I'm, I'm 75 years old. I don't have any children. My wife and I, you know, very happily married for over 50 years, but we don't have any kids. So we are, are donating money to student scholarships. And so I pay for the book, and I pay for the mailing of the book. And so the entire 24.95 goes to student scholarships. I don't see a penny of that. that that's for the students. Fantastic. That's my way of leveraging a gift to the students for student scholarships. Fantastic. And I can um, be reached um, through through. The response to our Amazon shopping has been amazing. You guys have come through in a record amount of traffic by shopping our Amazon link at JiggyJagwire.com. Every time you buy your books, electronics, videos on demand, smartphones, netbooks, Kindles, everything, you can even buy groceries over there. That is absolutely amazing. When you shop our Amazon.com link at JiggyJagwire.com, that's J-I-G-G-Y, J-A-G-U-A-R.com, we get a percentage of the sales from Amazon. So every time you buy your HDD, TVs and MP3s. Recently, Dan Perkins, best-selling author, had this to say about Amazon. I listened to your promotion for Amazon.com. You can buy my, you can buy book one and book two, which just came out. Look so at that! I encourage your listeners to go there and and support your operation. So keep shopping our Amazon link at JiggyJaguar.com. Every time you do your shopping, we get a percentage of the sales, and that's boosting our operation here. We couldn't do it without you, and the response has been phenomenal. Incredible new marketing partner with us today, Transmedia Worldwide. We have a tremendous new marketing partner with us today here on our big program. Check them out today. They need some of your hard-earned money. Over there on Kickstarter, go over to K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Mom of Baker Daughter wants to make her dream come true, and we want to help her out today. Help the daughter's dream come true over there at kickstarter.com. K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Food trucks. Food trucks are big right now. We want to help the daughter come true with the cookie truck. The daughter's dream is to own a cookie truck. She loves to bake delicious cookies. And we need your help over there. They don't have a lot of time left. Go over and help them reach their $40,000 goal at kickstarter.com. K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Search Help My Daughter's Dream Come True with a Cookie Truck. And tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Incredible new marketing partner with us today, Transmedia Worldwide, dtop1.com. It's an online store for all your needs. Don't hesitate. Give at least a look at dtop1.com. That's D-T-O-P. 
the number one dot com and tell them you heard about it here transmedia worldwide that's dtop1.com and for the people in the cheap seats in the back dtop number one.com an incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide, an incredible new fundraising campaign. We need you to go over and give some of your hard-earned money to GoFundMe.com slash F slash Food dash Pirates dash Tech. We need your hard-earned money cowboys to support hard-working restaurant owners. We will back them with nice food delivery software and web promotion. We empower local entrepreneurship all around the globe and help you favorite burger joint or pizza place to be a less dependent on food delivery platforms. Get more information at www.food-pirates.tech. That's right, www.food-pirates.tech, all the way from Berlin, Germany. Check them out today and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Go give them some of your hard-earned money today. What is an American? What does an American look like? If I were born in England, I'd be English. If I were born in France, I'd be French. Yet in my own country, I'm a hyphenated American. I am categorized by my ethnicity before my nationality. If you were to Google all American beauty, it does not represent me. Yet I am a hybrid representative of everything that America is supposed to stand for. When I check a box, I do not want to represent myself as other. America is the only country that hyphenates their citizens by ethnicity before nationality. To learn more about how you can be part of the movement Don't Check the Box, please visit our website at hyphenednation.com. That's H-Y-P-H-E-N-E-D hyphen symbol N-A-T-I-O-N dot com to learn more about what you can do to help end a hyphenated America. Remember, you define you. Welcome back to our big broadcast. We are live. Coast to coast, border to border from the KJ Radio Studios in downtown Hutchinson, Kansas. We are 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 